Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Why, hello and welcome everybody to Talking is a Free Action. This is our weekly show where we uh, take inhabitants of the material plane, entirely voluntarily and not at all against their own volition, of course, and put them through a series of challenge rooms and questions so that we can see what makes them tick. To what end, you ask? Blasted if I know. We're certainly not trying to learn all of their weaknesses and flaws for any imminent invention. My name is the Forge Master. And I represent the Question Masters, your friendly local inquisitors. You'll find yourself in my artificery of authenticity, and for your delectation today I have obtained a mortal known as Vale. A very interesting personage, if you don't mind my, my say-so. I also have reason to believe that Vale is connected to an, other characters in the material plane through a higher being known as Kez, who resides in a plane known as the Real World. And we are hoping to acquire some juicy little tidbits from Kez as well. Vale, are you present and accounted for? Hi, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I got here, but um, nice to meet you. I'm certain that the feeling is... is. Before we begin your ordeal, uh, sorry, force of habit, challenges... Of course, we have our wonderful sponsors and supporters to thank. So please send your, your gratitude via whatever societal medium you favour to the sponsorial entities known as Hero Forge, Ultra Pro, Phoenix Dice, and Alchemy RPG. And to our supporters, Idol Champions, Neverwinter, Elderwood Academy, and D&D Beyond. Furthermore, we have a special fondness for our audience members known as the D20 Club a superior and exclusive club that you can join simply by supporting us on Patreon. If you are unable to descend into the artificery of authenticity in person, you can also listen to us on your favourite podcasting app by searching for Roll Together RPG. And if you wanted to converse with us via the mysteries of the World Wide Web, our influences spread to various societal medium under the moniker Roll Together RPG. Now, Vale, the artificery of authenticity has summoned you. Over the next 55 minutes or so, you shall walk about my workshop. Behind each door is a challenge to overcome, but remember, talking is a free action. At any point, if you decide you can't hope to overcome an encounter without loss of face, and trust me, there are several different interpretations of that, all of which are possible here, you can take a pass at the meagre cost of some of your higher beings' deepest secrets. Be wary, though, as my influence over you only lasts around an hour, at which point you'll be safely dropped back at the exact moment you left, and you'll forget that this ever happened. Do you have anything to say for yourself 
before we begin. Oh, well, last thing I remember, I was on a boat with a couple of really good friends of mine, and you've presented me with questions beyond my understanding even, so please keep talking. That is a good start, I'll tell you that much. Well, in that case, let us begin. I will require that you roll the object known as a D-100. Oh, very well. Uh, well, it would appear that I've gotten a 24 out of 100. 24, all right. So, you enter the room. It is a solid stone room, stood at the center of which is a single figure. And as you approach them, they turn. Well, 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 they say. But La Gasp, it is in fact an evil version of you wearing an evil beard. What would you like to do? Hmm. I think the first thing I'd like to do is discern their intent uh, in this moment in time. Uh, I'd like to approach them and ask, hello, uh, seeing as you're an evil version of me, um, what is it you're doing here and what is it you would like with me. Interesting, interesting. Right, well, I will ask you to roll an insight check. Ooh. Ah, well, I don't think these die I have like me very much, because that's a nine. It's a nine, right. Your evil self's intentions are not entirely clear, but let me ask you this. Who would know an evil version of yourself better than yourself? So... Were all of society's morals and ethics and rules removed, what do you think that an evil you might be attempting to do? Ooh. Well, I have always been a very curious person. I try using what I learn for good, but I imagine if there were no societal bounds keeping me on the straight and narrow, well, I might just use whatever I've learned to accrue power for myself and only myself. Well, that definitely sounds like the sort of goal that uh, BBEG, as it tends to be known, might well want to do. But on a nine, I don't think that you really uh, catch any of that. You probably assume that the uh, worst thing that an evil version of you might do is just leave the cupboards open after you've you know, been searching for a scroll. The evilest thing of all. Mm. So, given that we have already discerned what the evil version of you would be uh, attempting to do at this moment, maybe it's best that we just leave them to it. Yeah, if they're harmless here, well, perhaps we shall live to meet another day. Oh, we're certainly not keeping all of the evil clones for some sort of nefarious purpose. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, that's wonderful then. <laughs> uh, would you like to uh, roll another d100 to see what is on the other side of uh, this door? Absolutely. I'll bid my evil clone farewell with a 22 for my next roll. 22. Oh, that's uncomfortably close to your first roll. I hope that we're not just descending in some sort of pattern. <laughs> but as you open this door, you find that you are on a beachfront. There is a shore 
meandering off into the distance, and you can see that there are beach huts in a striped variety of colours. You find yourself holding an ice cream. But before you can take a lick, a gnome child grabs it and runs away. She won't give it back. It is quite hot, you realise, and the delicious ice cream is melting. So how do you get it back? Hmm. The child is within eyesight of me, correct? Is within eyesight, yes, and is rapidly trying to run away. <laughs> um, I will attempt to call them over. Uh, child, small child, um, could you come back here very quickly? Child kind of holds their uh, hand behind their back, and you can, even though you can't see it, you can tell that the delicious cream is running down their hands as it melts. But they approach you again. Uh, I lean down to them, uh, very paternal-like, a tiny bit stern, and ask them, did you make away with something that didn't belong to you? No. Now, now, you know it's not good to tell lies. It's very hot. It is. Hmm. How long have you been out here as I start to fish through my belongings on my belt? I live here. About a few hours since morning. All right. Well, and I'll pull out a coin purse of mine as I take back the ice cream that they are holding in front of them. It does a child like you no good to eat a half-eaten ice cream. Here, take a few silver pieces and buy something fresh. Thank you very much. I, I won't waste it. And don't steal, okay? No more stealing. Okay, very good. Run along now. Okay. And you watch as the enormous child runs off. A few silver pieces wealthier and no doubt to buy themselves their own ice cream. So long as we keep the uh, kids from causing too much trouble, I hope that they have the freedom to have the fun that they'd like. It's very noble. I hope you know that uh, any money that you lose here does actually transmute. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> it's a good thing oh, we're yeah. looking for treasure. We're not running some sort of charity here. It's oh, good to know. <laughs> so, there is a number of beach huts in front of us, and uh, you get the distinct feeling that opening any one of these beach hut doors might actually take you further into the artificery of authenticity. Oh, then we shall proceed onward. And let me guess, would you like me to roll another d100? Or if you wouldn't mind. I think I'm starting to catch on with this game. Mm. Ah, this is a much different number now. 83. Ah, uh, now that's more like it. I think we're starting to truly get to the real core of what you are. So, with an 83, I hope you've got your party suit on. Oh. For we are at a party. It is a grand ball thrown by probably some sort of local duke in, uh, you know, the town or a you know, village where you're from. Well, where, where is, uh, where are you from, actually, Kestrel? Oh. Well, I should say. <laughs> this elder being, I'm sure, is from somewhere so interesting and glamorous, but me, um, I'm from a very small uh, village um, out by some nameless uh, uh, jungle. 
uh, filled with people who sort of clamor for something interesting to happen in their lives. Uh, a lot of tabaxi, like me. Um, truly a place I had to get away from um, before I started working in the uh, academy uh, that I teach at now. now the nothing. academy's based in... Uh... Oh, um, oh, I forget the name. Uh, I believe some call it the Amber Wastes, uh, but the Academy itself is called the Apollos Convocation. Home to many a wizards and studying clerics to usher in a new generation of uh, scholarly mages uh, into whatever workforces need them. Um, and I'm just there to impart what knowledge I have gained over my years. Well, I think we'll find that uh, this ball is in fact at your... Uh your wizard college, as it were. Oh. So there's there's people dotted around, you know, drinking and laughing, you know. Occasionally a drink is spilled and it is merely prestidigitated away. Although sometimes, you know, the slurring of the words does mean that it is uh, slightly forced to crust rather than clean. But you, you hear a sound. You see to one side there is a nymph and she's crying. She seems to be just off to the side in a bathroom. She's locked the door. Um, and has anybody else seemed to have noticed uh, this? You seem to be alone in your uh, your musings about this nymph girl. Okay. Uh, I will head on over and gently tap on the door uh, and ask, um, Hello, would you like uh, a drink or any snacks uh, or any excuse I can give so that people don't know you're crying if this is a private affair? Just being so mean. Who has? My, my girlfriend. She's, she's being really mean and we were supposed to be going on holiday to the Feywild. Would you mind if I came in? Who are you? I'm one of the teachers here. I'm Professor Vale. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um. You hear the sound of her clearing, uh, wiping away some, some tears and no doubt other bodily fluids, as I believe you mortals seem to have plenty. Quite a few. And you hear the sound of a lock unclicking. I will... Open gently, as not to alert the rest of the party to what is happening here, uh, and enter in. Um, and I'll look to her and I'll say, okay, so, your girlfriend's been mean to you. Uh, you have this vacation to the Feywild planned. Uh, tell me what's happened. How can we resolve this? And I'll hand her a handkerchief as well. She takes it, and uh, as she blows, you can see that kind of rainbow-colored glitter kind of ejects everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, she just... She was being really mean about my outfit. Your outfit? The one you're wearing right now? Yeah. Yeah, she said that my shoes don't go. I can't... You know, I shouldn't wear spots with stripes, and it's just the wrong shade of green. Now, now... Fashion, art, uh, they're all very subjective um, vocations. Uh, I think you look marvellous right now. 
And besides the arts department, you should see what they're wearing. Ugh, very garish. Point being, you shouldn't let what your girlfriend say uh, get to you uh, too deeply. I, I'm sure she meant well with where she was coming from. That must have come off a bit harsher than was intended. It was it was mean, but maybe she didn't mean it the way I thought she did. Tell you what, does your girlfriend know that she's upset you to such a degree? I mean, I, I, I walked away from the argument and, and then I locked myself in here. Okay. Well, take the time that you need. Send to yourself. I can get you water, drinks, uh, any snacks. Just, you know... Find a way to center yourself, and then perhaps we can go and see your girlfriend and maybe tell her that being blunt about your fashion choices perhaps isn't the way to communicate something is to her distaste. Maybe in future she could communicate a bit more gently to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take my time. You do hear a, a rap on the door, and a, a voice just says, uh, "Excuse me, there's, there's look, there's a queue here. Are you done? Give us five seconds, okay? We're doing makeup. I think they were doing a round of combat in here. What's the hell going on? The grumbling just goes away. Mm -hmm. Take all the time you need, okay? Hey. All right, let's go talk to Gisabella. Okay. Uh, I will offer her a hand up uh, if she needs one and walk out with her. As you exit the door, you find that uh, you are no longer with your nymph chum. However, it is at this point that I'm going to say talking is a free action. Oh. And now it is uh, me, Sean, talking to Kez. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to hearing more about you and all of the stuff that uh, goes on inside your head. Um, <laughs> there is not a lot. I can promise you that. I'm sure that that is not true. And I'm going to demonstrate this. Um, I'm, however, going to ask you to roll another D100. You, you this time. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you, Vale, for the easy access to all mm. these uh, die. Uh, that is just a nine. Just a nine is a good question. Um, how would Vale deal with karaoke? And what would her go-to song be? Ooh, okay. Karaoke night. Uh, and I'm imagining she's with the crew uh, of the Greedy Darwin. She is the type of person to jump on the first or She's the type of person to invite everyone to karaoke in the first place, right? She's singing the first song. She's joining in with everyone else's song. Um, and I think she's singing, like, all the pub classics, you know? Um, she's, she's putting on Don't Stop Believing. She's putting on um, uh, um, Don't Look Back in Anger, how do you say? Uh, I forgot the song's called. Basically, like, any, any song that you can think of as being, like, a classic hit in the UK in the last two decades she's singing it um because she is the sort of person that wants everybody to be involved uh when it comes to like you know uh, public outing, uh, 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 gatherings with friends uh so it's easy to sing songs that everybody already knows that's true 
and uh, I and I can't help but notice that uh, you know the two songs that you've you've picked, Oasis and Journey, quite on the rock side of things as well. Is that a, yeah. is that a Kez instrument? I, <laughs> I think so. Um, I've been. Um, my tastes in music have not diverged very far from the rock that I grew up listening to on the radio, and then the rock I have leaned into listening to. Uh, at this stage of my life um though now i listen to a lot of like j-rock or like uh a lot of anime uh songs if you will uh because it was a huge step of time where i was just like oh i was watching a show i really like the opening for it good look for it and then it becomes my obsession for a year and hmm. um, why not nothing wrong with that i say <laughs> perfect right well that was a relatively quick question so i think i'd like another one could you roll Absolutely. me another d100 that sounds my pleasure honestly uh that is uh, a 10 besides all have the die rolls <laughs> really thin, uh, on the margin these uh today you, you do seem to be kind of going right this number couple of numbers different. <laughs> yeah. wildly off back down here we'll get like a 70 something next well so this is going to be a um we, we might have to, to look at your oeuvre of uh, characters outside of uh, Roll Together, as I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Vale is the only one you've played on stream, or have you... you... There has been another one, Cyclonaeus, um, okay. who is... Um, she's she's There's a lot to her yet, uh, but she's a bit of an underdeveloped character that I do enjoy some of the concept of. So, uh, yeah, so maybe let's let's look a bit a bit beyond that if you need to, um, mm. because the, uh, the question is... Do you have an accidental character trope that keeps popping up no matter how hard you try to get away from it? Ooh. Um, yeah, I think we saw some of it in what we've just roleplayed here. Um, <laughs> there, there are two of these. And it's either I will always lean into playing characters who, and this is going to be a bit boring, but, you know, characters who always want to do the morally right thing, right? Like, respond gently to people who have wronged you um find the peaceful solution to uh, a thing even if like you're fighting with a person that wants to kill you um and without really thinking about it sometimes it just sort of seeps into a character uh because i like being nice uh when i'm role playing with my friends um otherwise i will play characters who are deeply deeply like mean and sarcastic um so it, it, it'll it'll be like characters who are very self insecure um and like project that onto the world around them uh creating some either really fun comedic moments where like i get to be super sarcastic uh to every response uh, to everything uh, thrown at me or my characters are like verging on that like uh um like you know, I'm only here with the party because I've got my own self-interest in this and I could leave at any moment, but deep down they're going to stay because I want to be with the party. Mm. Uh, uh, so truly it's just like two sides of uh, the same coin, either well, a character who's going to like bring the party spirits up or a character who is going to want to bring the party apart. 
Interesting. So either either you're kind of leaning way into that people pleaser aspect, or you're kind of leaning way away from it. But it's always in either of those two kind of directions. Yeah, yeah. And part of it is the improv that comes with TTFGs, right? Where my goal is always to play to the group that I'm with, uh, do the thing that makes us all sort of look good in the end. Um, and so even if I'm playing a bit of an edgy, a character, if you will, it's always with the goal of like, there are elements to other characters here that play really well with like this kind of character. So it's really fun to sort of like jab at like another character. You know, if they're playing like a pious paladin uh, who has to be a little bit emotionally challenged uh, with my presence there. Um, or like maybe a character of like uh, grim, dark uh, people who just need a little bit of levity just with like a character who sees a lot of hope in the situation. Lovely. Love that response. And also, absolutely nothing wrong with your, uh, you know, your power fantasy being being able to help everyone. Uh, <laughs> definitely, I think I fall into that camp myself. Yeah. Shall we um, let Vale continue descending into the uh, labyrinth? Yeah, let's see where she heads to next. Right. <laughs> right, sorry about that. I don't know what came over me. Um, on the other side of the bathroom door is another room, but you'll have to find out which... With the roll of a D one hundred. Yes, absolutely. Let's see what we get next. Ah, that is a thirty. A thirty. Right. So you enter a long square stone tunnel, and you can see that there is detritus and bones littered around for about fifteen feet or so. But then the rest of the tunnel is clear, completely apart from the pictures on the walls and the candles in the candelabras. You can see that the way out is marked very clearly by torches at the other end of the hall, about 60 feet away. What would you like to do? I am something of a scientist, explorer, adventurer, so I am very curious about these paintings on the wall, did you say? Mm -hmm. Labras and the bones here. Oh, uh, I have to inspect these paintings just ever so slightly, just very quickly. No worries. Well, there's a, there's a painting either side of you on the 15-foot section of corridor that's littered with all of the scraps and detritus and so on. Mm. And then there's a couple more just beyond it in the clean section. Ooh, uh, in this sort of run-down section, uh, what are the paintings of either side of me? What do they depict? The painting on the left depicts the first captain you ever served under on a ship. Could you describe what this person might look like in an oil painting? I think the first captain was... Uh, 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 what some may refer to as like beast or monster uh, folk, such as myself, um, as I was first departing from my homeland, uh, a bugbear, um, seven, seven and a half feet tall, proud man uh, with a love of exploration of the open seas, uh, much that I had uh, of my exploration of safe land. Um, 
but also a dangerous man, one that was prone to a quick scrap or two if we ever encountered a pirate ship attempting to plunder what goods we needed to survive. Um, I forget the name. I think it might have been something along the lines of Captain uh, Ramathal, but that was truly a long time ago, before I started working at the Academy. Well, you do happen to see that there's a little plaque just underneath the portrait, and it says something like Captain Ramathol. That exact phrase. <laughs> oh, I like this. This place has a sense of humour. I like that. And on the right, it is the dean of your particular subject at your wizard college. Ooh. Now, at the Apollos Convocation, I am something of a wandering archaeologist and if someone says petty thief then that's a difference in opinion really um but hmm dean leolata she is a stern but fair woman a classical academic who sticks to tradition uh letter of the law she is a changeling but only keeps to one form she never says why doesn't go into it but she seems very stable in her identity she is a good woman even if we've butted heads multiple times one could almost say that that would make her a stat tickling if she's not changing <laughs> one could I might one probably to... shouldn't but one could there are a couple more portraits further down the uh, the corridor, if you wish to uh, to head down. Yes, I will probably rub a neck ever so slightly, just being reminded of these figures from my past before I head on to see the next uh, paintings. No worries. As you walk further down the corridor and your foot passes the threshold of the uh, littered bones, the floor gives way. <gasps> it turns under your foot and you can see Beneath you is a punji pit full of spikes and various littered bones and so on that would have otherwise littered the floor had it not given way. What would you do in this particular situation, having uh, walked headfirst into this trap? Ooh, well, there is a part of me that curses having fallen into something that should have been very obvious, but I am a trained adventurer. Um, I will pull out my tome I use for casting, tear out a page, and cast, after tearing to pieces, uh, paper from this tome, and creating a set of small wings, fly, so that I don't plunge into my imminent demise. Very clever. Right, well, as you uh, descend, you manage to very quickly cast this spell on yourself, and just as you're about to touch the pointy, sharp death that is the bungee pit, you manage to soar away very, very swiftly. <sighs> and just out of interest, you know, you, you fly past the portraits and you notice that they weren't of anyone of particular interest to you anyway. That's One of them you think might have been a sausage vendor at a local theatre. <laughs> well, you know, there's many ways to make a living. No, I'm not saying that it's anything, you know, that should be disparaged. I'm just saying of that, course not. Yeah. you know, not necessarily uh, someone particular note from your past. Mm. And with that, 
You land on the other side of the corridor, 60 foot away from here, and you can see the exit door. Uh, yes, I will make haste to enter into the next room to see what lies beyond. Well, not too much haste, because there might be more traps, but please do roll a <laughs> D100 anyway. With pleasure. Hmm. Uh, and that is a 65. 65. I like this variance of numbers. It's very good. Very good for my, um, for my brain, you see. So, <laughs> with a 65, you walk through the door and you are presented with a very modest room. Nice wooden panelling, you know, some, some kind of art caving in the, in the, Sorry, I'm getting very distracted by the uh, archaeological doors of the, the, you know, the, the, the room. Anyway, yeah, there are two pretty. people in this room, one of whom happens to actually be the Dean that you saw in the previous portrait, oh. and the other appears to also be the Dean from the previous portrait. Oh. They both start clamoring at you, saying good won't, won't you help me? Won't you? I'm. This is me, not that one. That the other one says, "No, this is me." They're lying, oh. but in their accents, I don't know what their accent is. Oh, um, well. How um, would you go about determining which one is the real dean? Hmm. I I like to think that I'm an insightful person by nature. Um, so, I, I believe I would ask a question that only the real Dean would know. What happened on the second year's school dance? Interesting. Just out of interest, what did happen on the second year's school dance? Well, you see, we had just finished our big season of Prestidigitation Ball. It's a huge seasonal thing we do with the other academies um and some of the students got a little bit riled up after their victory and maybe five or six neighboring villages uh, were well let's just say we don't use transmutation spells outside of school grounds these days big uh trouble for the dean that somehow she was able to sweep under the rug but um <laughs> yes, uh, big, big trouble that day. Very clever. Well, one of the clones it does indeed remember this fact. The other one, however, starts going on about some sort of to-do between a nymph and a girlfriend. Seems to be drawing on um, recent memory, but doesn't actually know about what it is that you were asking. Ah, I point to the imposter and I say, you're... Uh, performance, uh, as good as it has been, simply is over. Reveal who you truly are. They disappear in a puff of smoke. Oh, well. That was an illusion. I'm glad we were able to sort that mess out. Uh, and is the real Dean still here, or they were, were they also an illusion? I mean, it's probably best not to uh, ask those questions and, you know, best not peek behind the veil too closely, if uh, you don't <laughs> mind the pun. <laughs> That's a good one. I have not heard that one before. Um, <laughs> though I would have reminded her that talking is a free action. I mean, you know, fair enough. <laughs> Let's do some more questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
please roll me another d100 and we will do the question bit <laughs> sure thing we don't want a nine or a ten this time no no we got a 73 73 is significantly not nine or ten <laughs> so oh okay is there a moment in a ttrpg could be one that you've played with us could be one outside of roll together uh, is there a moment in a TTRPG that impacted your life outside of the game? Ooh, uh, interesting. Um, I can think of a couple of bad games that I've had that have maybe impacted, like, friendships, uh, so to speak. Um, but let's focus on the positive. Um, hmm. We don't want to air our dirty laundry, do we? So, <laughs> um, Press you to take the shit out of that. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, while it's not a specific moment, um, it's that uh, um, I, when I'm playing games, when I am in the sort of a long-running campaign and I'm having like a really, really good time, mm -hmm. um, especially if I fixate on another person's character or sort of the overarching story that we're going through, um, I like to. Uh, create music uh surrounding it um i'm not a composer by any means i didn't study music or anything it's just sort of something i do for fun uh but in doing so i sort of allowed myself to uh, <laughs> in sharing that with the people that i play with i've sort of opened myself up accidentally to doing some editing work on the side um because i do do sound editing for podcasts uh, every now and then um which so that wouldn't have been possible without like having sort of a passion for a thing that i am playing in uh and exploring that sharing it and sharing with people sort of like the process of doing such a thing um it, the most recent sort of occurrence of this was we were playing in this sort of long-running um political intrigue arc um where one of our players was a princess in a kingdom that was taken over by her aunt who had deposed her mother um and was stealing magic from her and we had to go in and like kick them out from the castle um but it ended up being like a really emotionally rich and cathartic arc for all of us especially for that player playing the princess hmm. Uh, and for me, that just like I had to make music out of that, and um, well, it's it's uh, it was fun, and work is coming out of it for me. So that's that was really really cool. Oh, fantastic! Definitely like to hear the stories where uh, life has been improved by the game, and not just oh no, what what <laughs> happened? Oh no, absolutely. Oh, lovely. I think. While we're on uh, on these questions, let's let's ask another one. Uh, D100, yeah. please. Uh, right away. I'm uh, expecting so... a 75. No, unfortunately, it's a 13. We're going back oh, to the That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Outside of TTRPGs, <clears throat> do you play uh, video games, board games, or, or do you LARP? Uh, do you have any other kind of gaming hobbies? Um, I play the odd video game. Um, so I currently don't have any consoles or like a PC that like can run 
um, anything that I would want to play. Uh, but back in the day, I was a huge Smash Bros uh, fan. Um, played a couple tournaments with friends uh, online because I couldn't get enough of the game. And unfortunately, I don't have a Switch, so I can't keep playing it. But uh, whatever sort of clone of Smash Bros I can get my hands on, like Brawlhalla, uh, I will play. I love sort of like platform fighting games, wish I could get into um, you know, 2D fighting games, um, but I've never really had the chance to. Um, but I also used to uh, love rhythm games, uh, Yoga Guitar Heroes. Um, I've played Osu once or twice, that's a very complex one. Um, yeah, uh, but I, I'm a very hands-on sort of person when it comes to video games. I love just, uh, uh, if skill-based is like a word that means anything, I, I just love something that has a very quick uh, sort of input and output uh, for me. Hmm. So like very quick kind of um, reward, like, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you do a thing. Instant gratification. Boom, boom, boom. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, interesting. So you, you said Guitar Hero. Um, does that extend to Rock Band as well? Yeah, yeah. In my head, I lump the two together, not because they're the same game, but they they sort of fill a, they filled a similar niche um, back when they were quite popular. Ooh. Um, but also just because they, they're this... I, love them um but it's been so long since i've like played uh either one of them uh sadly but, were you yeah. uh were, were you more drawn towards the uh guitar the bass the drums and singing guitar all the way um i did a part of me really wanted to get to the singing i do enjoy singing um a little bit um just as a way to pass time but um the guitar just looks so cool <laughs> so I had to. Um, yeah, it, it, truly, back when I was a child, the only thing that mattered to me was, like, a shiny, cool-looking thing that made me look like a rock star. I'm going to go with that. I mean, there's nothing cooler than, you know, playing the game and just, like, yeah, right, Literally activated just... my star power. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. God. Um, I had... Well, I always wanted the version of the game that had Through the Fire and Flames on it because a older friend of mine had that and they made it look so fun. But I could only get access to World Tour, which did not have uh, the songs that I thought were really cool and recognized, but I, you know, played what I could. Well, definitely feel like uh, we've, we've bonded over something there because uh, I fancied myself as a bit of a guitar hero myself. Back oh, in the nice. day. Uh, unfortunately, my, my 360, which was my uh, console of choice for the rock band, uh, Red Ringed, a very, well, something like seven, eight years ago, and I just haven't gotten around to replacing it. It's It's, it's been on my list for a long time, uh, especially because the kit is like in my cupboard. Okay. Well, hopefully oh, one day. I will break it out at some point. Yeah, gonna do that drumming. <laughs> we could get the whole game, a band together, you know? Yeah. We'll get the band back together. <laughs> I think I want one more question, and then we'll uh, return to Vale. So Absolutely. Yeah. Another D100, please, on the question board. Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, big number, 90. We're going back and forth now. Yes, you're making me do a lot of scrolling. Um, <laughs> so, when you're creating a new character, mm -hmm. where, what, where do you start? Where, what tends to be your kind of starting point? Ooh. Um, it's going to be one of those, like, 
answers I could ramble on about because I do enjoy this thought process. But it all starts with, you know, why am I creating this character? Like, what is the premise I'm being presented with for the game? Or what game are we even playing? Um, recently, uh, I had been playing a game of Apocalypse Keys with a few people over on another channel. Um, and that uses the Powered by the Apocalypse system. So it has like, you know, all of the character themes that you want to hit when you're making a character is already laid out for you. So that was already easy. But, you know, making someone like Vale, making someone like Psyche, um, all I have is a background and a class to go on. So I've got to fill in a lot of the personality traits myself uh, when playing D&D. Uh, but for me, I always start with an intent uh, for both me and the character. Why do they exist? Like, what do they believe uh, in, in the world? And why do I find them interesting to play? Uh, or what might I find interesting to play? Uh, so for Vale, I really liked the idea of, and this is going to be really dumb because it was really dumb, but I sort of pitched into my own head, you know, curiosity killed the cat, that whole theme. Let's play like a curious tabaxi cleric uh, whose whole thing is about being a, I think she's a, I can check the class actually. Um, she's like a, a, a arcane cleric uh, or like, no, she's a knowledge cleric. Mm, so the knowledge. whole thing is like, consume information she just wants to know she, she's adventuring because she so deeply wants to understand what lies in the seams of the world um and past the very terrible plan i started with i just thought that was an interesting direction to go in uh and so sort of fleshed out the personality from there um there's no need for her to be someone who is cruel so some of that like you know being a kind person thing uh etched its way in without me really wanting it to but you know i think it turned out nicely um and then from there my favorite part which isn't really part of the question is how she interacts with the world around her um how does she bounce off other players how does she bounce off, off npcs and enemies um but yeah for me it's just about finding a core for a character really quickly uh and then exploring that uh afterwards uh, uh and really trying to just find something that you find a lot of comfort in playing but also sort of explores a part of yourself that you hadn't quite thought about too deeply that's interesting and uh, nothing wrong with starting off with a uh with a pun or a joke saying like, <laughs> it, whatever gives you that spark um and also um you probably know this, I imagine you do, but that isn't even the full phrase. Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction, satisfaction brought it back. Brought it back. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing wrong with playing a very curious tabaxi character. <laughs> um, curious, obviously, in the demeanor, not in the with. I'm go let's go back to the, uh, <laughs> to, the to the artificiary. Right. So, after that uh, brief brief interlude let us roll another d100 and see what it is that we can find on the other side of this door yeah i'm not sure if i'm ever gonna get used to that feeling but um that's a 59 59 okay so you open the door and you're in a very well pointed room very nice paneling, you know, it's kind of, it's not your cheap kind of oak, sorry, I'm doing it again. Your way is blocked by a large, ornate mirror. 
casting your own reflection in that of the corridor and the well-appointed room behind you, back at you. Or is it? Give me a perception roll. Mm-hmm. That's a natural 20 for a 30. I would expect nothing less from a curious cat like yourself. You. you notice that there's like a, a sconce on the wall with a candle. The candle on this side of the mirror. It is a very nice deep purple. But in the mirror version, it's red. You look down at your own clothing and you normally wear a kind of a light blue sash belt. But in the mirror, it's green. And there's just a couple of other little things that are not quite right. Oh, that's very interesting. This isn't exactly a mirror. So I would like to approach this and perhaps run my fingers along the reflective surface to see if there is something a bit more to what I'm seeing here. Okay, okay. I think that we're uh, we're definitely being a bit more interactive with our investigation now, so let's have an investigation rule. With pleasure. Okay, that'll be a 23. 23 is still very, very decent. You put your hand on the mirror and you watch as ripples slowly in the consecutive circles just going to expand out and then suddenly the mirror pops like a bubble and on the other side is a door was an illusion i do enjoy this place very much oh we are very tricksy if you know what i mean <laughs> uh i will step happily through this uh, fun little what used to be a mirror but it's clearly a doorway Indeed it is, and as you step through, that will require another D100 rule. Let's see what we get. Ah, that'll be a 52. Oh, no, 58, sorry. 58. Right, it's very close to what we did. We're doing it again, I think you realise. Bad habits do reoccur, I'm so sorry. As you walk through the door... The other side is very dark, very, very dark. It's not even really got enough light to be considered dim. So your dark vision is making you struggle and you you walk in and you bump against something. You realize it's a chair, an empty chair. Oh, you know, all this walking, uh, I'm feeling a little bit uh, like I need a rest, so I will take a seat in what I think is a chair. Lovely. It is indeed a chair. It's, a, it's got some very nice kind of detailing. It's very finely carved. Very impressive carpenter, one might say. You realise that in front of you is a table. Set out on the table is a plate and a fork and a knife and a spoon and then a dessert fork and a dessert spoon and all of the fancy cutlery that you get at a fancy dinner. Oh. And sat opposite you, there is a figure. Hello, they say. Well, 
Hello to you. What might your name be? Well, I am Gisabella. And I am a Gorgon. Oh. But my date seems to have stood me up. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, I'm Vale. Uh, oh, hmm. hello, Vale. Uh, do you, um... Do you know what happened to my date? I... You... Was it a sea nymph that was supposed to be here? She is? Do, do you do know her? Well, uh, I had the good fortune of meeting her at a party. Um, huh, I don't know how long ago. Uh, if time is something that is something I should factor into here. Probably about 40 minutes. Mm. Um, and she was... Well, we had a conversation. Um, completely devoid from this one we're having now. Um, but I've not seen her recently, no. Oh. Uh, Will you be my date? Oh, uh, does that breach the terms of the relationship that you have with this person you're expecting? I'm certain that uh, we have an open relationship, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, you know what? I haven't eaten. I And I would love the company. Let's get to know each other a little bit. Um, why not? And you look over and I am pouring you a glass of champagne. I've got a little towel over my arm. It's not quite a pure white tea towel, but it's, it's got like a little design of a, a raw bear just stitched into it. You've got the loveliest... Uh, little uh, accoutrement. You work with what you've got. Uh, right, here's the menu. You can't see it. It's too dark. But what would you like to order? Um, well, before I do order, um, is there any way of turning on the lights in here? I mean, it's just... <laughs> Look, I have dark vision, but even I have my limits. I, I, w I would like to just uh, put pull you aside and remind you that the person opposite you is a gorgon. Well, uh, hmm, that is true. I mean, if I avoid their eyes, is that... Would that keep me safe at all? I don't know. This plate does seem like it's made out sterling silver. Hmm. You might accidentally catch a vision of her in the spoon. You make a very good point there. And I also wouldn't want to accidentally turn them into stone with their own gaze with the reflection. Uh, that would suck. Very well. Uh, well, what do you recommend then? Vale, are you, uh, do you have any dietary requirements? Are you a uh, vegetarian or... Uh... Oh, I don't eat fish, but anything else will do. So like a reverse pescatarian? Yeah, I, I suppose so. There should be some sort of name for that. Pescal mist or something. Some people just call me a picky eater. Oh, there's that. All right, well, there are non-fish dishes. I would recommend the steak. Oh, okay, okay. I'll take a steak. Um, and, um, what it's about Fresh you? hydra neck. Oh. It's, it's the best sustainable kind of meat because it just grows back. You run a tight ship here. Uh, what will you be having, Jezebel? Oh, well, I couldn't possibly have anything reptilian. Hmm, I can understand that, yeah. Um, uh, are there any... Uh, 
I'll turn back to you. Uh, are there any, you know, vegetarian options? Maybe something more mammalian? You don't, you don't want the steak? Well, I don't mind too much. It's just I don't want to upset Jezebel. Oh, that's, that's probably a very, very, uh... All right. Um, yes, I, th I think that we can probably rustle up some sort of salad. To be honest, I expected you to take the steak. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take... I'm outside of fish. I'll eat almost anything. So, you know, I'll have a salad. All right. All right, we want two of whatever we're going to put on side of the steak, but doubled. So, uh, tell me a bit about yourself. Well, um... While I am technically still a professor uh, at... Uh, an academy for practicing mages. Um, I'm just sort of traveling a little bit to see more of the world. But um, I mean, what about you? Uh, what do you do for a living? If uh, well, reading mostly. Um, it can be a bit uh, of a lonely life, so I like to to travel the world in a capacity that would not be uh, dangerous for others. Mm -hmm. I mean. Where, what about, uh, where do you come from? Uh, do you have a home that uh, you have fond memories of? At the bottom of the Sea of Swords. Oh, is that a nice Sea of Swords? It's okay. I mean, you know, there's the occasional, you know, Sahua Jin or Wef Shark seems to be a fairly frequent occurrence, but... Uh... Tell me about the Wef Sharks, yeah. This has been nice. Thank you, Vale. Well, I'd like to think of my friend as a myself as a friend to many, so if you need the company, and if you can somehow call me, do so. You get the impression that uh, she's smiling, even though you can barely see her, and we'll count our blessings on that one. It's my good insight, I think. I think we've got time for one more room or one more question, but I will leave that choice up to you. Well, thank you so much. Um, I believe that, uh, yeah, talking is a free action. Right. One more question it is. Unless, of course, it's a really quest quick question, in which case I'm putting you through another room. <laughs> uh, please roll me a d100 on the question. All right. That took a while to land. That's a 66. 66. So we are on route through the core of the matter. Route 6. Anyway. <laughs> what is your favorite character class? Ranger. Easily. Uh, when it comes quick. to D&D. &D. <laughs> and I can go a little bit in depth into this if you'd like me to. Because... Please do. I mean, I'd love to know how you arrive at that destination so quickly. <laughs> So when, with regards to the character classes in D&D, uh, I've always treated them sort of like your typical MMO classes, right? Uh, you have ones that are good for damage, ones that are good for like moving and like sneaking and attacking. Um, and I've always been the sort of person who likes very quick attackers, right? So you'd think rogue. Um, but there's just something about everything that the ranger does, both in its core and what Tash has introduced, uh, with all the optional features, 
that have made me fall in love with this strange mesh between the rogue and the druid and the fighter. Um, you know, I, I really love the idea of a survivalist class that is just built for like trekking long journeys, uh, being really good at like knowing about specific uh, 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 creature types. Um, and beyond that, with the optional class features, I really love uh, what it gives in regards to damage uh, options. You know, the uh, sort of pseudo hunter's market you can have uh, uh, in exchange for um, some of your early class features. But above all of that, the reason I love the Ranger so much is because it has the uh, Horizon Walker subclass from Xanathar's. I, I believe it's Xanathar's. Um, above being a very quick sort of like thing in any game that i play i love 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 things that teleport uh i ever since uh watching like old x-men cartoons loved nightcrawler so i've always loved just the ability to teleport i always thought this is the coolest thing uh and when i realized that there is a literal subclass just a class that is built to do that i don't care how weak it might be in terms of like you know uh uh class building meta i think it's the coolest thing in the world um it is the oh it, it's gotten to a point where it's the only class that i will want to play if given the option that i have to try and force myself to play other things um but no truly and honestly uh i think rangers are the coolest uh class um also i like the idea i've never really played in this sort of game but i really love the idea of uh you know long-running campaigns where you do have to sort of track what items you're using you know where you might have to be out on your literal journey to the next location for a bit of while uh and be wary of like what food you have uh if you're tracking ammunition stuff like that um so i've always loved the idea of sort of being in this weird survivalist meant, uh, mind state where you have to like keep track of your money, keep track of like how much you're purchasing, uh, keep track of like how much you've used, uh, all in, uh, for the purpose of like fighting whatever big bad you're trying to get to uh, and saving the realm. Uh, but yeah, I just, there is a, a whole uh, sector of play that I think rangers allow for um, that inspires uh some of what i like in DD and sort of some of how i play DD. uh if not that then other games as well that's my long answer amazing no i loved it that's uh one of the uh the most um well well reasoned and well articulated um love letters to the ranger class that i've ever heard and you know you you say optional features from tasha's i say necessary who builds a player's handbook ranger anymore like you no why, why live I, the hard life you know what i will confess i don't think i've touched the basic options since uh those optionals uh came out i don't think know. i've touched it since unearthed arcana and then yeah <laughs> what i could be good okay it's truly game changing <laughs> i think uh, i think it is time to uh hand back over to the forge master and they as they uh make their way out of the artificery. Yeah, let them say their goodbyes. So, we pass through the final door out of the dark room and you find yourself in a wide, expansive plain outside now. 
of the artificery of authenticity. For that is, in fact, where we must call tonight to a close. And no timekeeping badge for me, but I'll try again next time. So, Take it in, take it in. Uh, do, do try to soak it in, because you will not remember a single thing as soon as you leave this room. I don't even have my notebook. Oh, no. So, thank you all and sundry for joining us for Talking as a Free Action. You will find us here every Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. BST, as well as on Mondays and Tuesdays from 6 to 9 p.m. And our live streams, where we watch the exploits of mortals such as Vale from the Shadows. Our current streams are a fracture alternating with monsters and maelstroms. And on a Tuesday, we are still in a sea of swords. All of the streams at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG. VODs are available immediately after the stream to catch up, or you can find all of our content on YouTube a few days later. And don't forget, you can also enjoy them as a podcast. Many thank yous again to our D20 Club on Patreon. If you'd like to support us, you can do so from as little as one of your local currency per month. And thank you also to all of our sponsors and supporters. Failed. You yes. may now exit via the final portal, but as you go, remember the ancient question master proverb. Always stay classy at the table. Ooh. If I could remember that, I would. But you won't. I know. Bye. Bye.